Hi, my happy enders. Oh, shit. I thought my voice was going to be better, but hey, guess what? It's not. Um, so I decided to get a sinus infection, and this is going to be amazing. Um, <clears throat> God damn, this is annoying. Um, okay, so what's not annoying is my guest, Matt Kirshen, who I've loved. I've seen around the comedy scene for quite some time, and I was super excited when I finally got him to do the podcast. Um, I fell in love with his accent, honestly, and then his comedy, and he's just adorable. He was on Last Comic Standing with some of the big dogs, which was super cool. Um, Amy Schumer, John Reap. We talk about his time on, oh my God, this is annoying. We talk about his time on Last Comic Standing, and um, please like, click, subscribe, comment. Um, I will sound better next time, I promise. Maybe not, because I'm actually going to do two intros for the next one. So that one's going to sound shitty, too. But the podcast isn't shitty. Matt Kirshen is awesome. Um, please, like I said, like, click, subscribe. Thank you to Care by Design. Um, your guys' lotion, your CBD lotion, is the best in the world. And I super-duper appreciate all that you guys do for me. Um, Absolute Extracts is super good, too, with their THC products. And um, you can always email me at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. And I hope you enjoy. Get undressed, get under the sheets. Ooh, you're in for a treat. No, I promise this is not a dream. It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen. Introduce yourself so I don't forget because I like to. Uh huh. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, it's Mike Kirshen here. <laughs> First podcast I've ever done with a sheet tucked into my underwear. Are you sure? I think so. All right. I've already done one in a bed once. Yeah. Who knows where sheets were going, but I think they were pretty free of that. And you're a mess of knots, you said. I am. I, I have bad posture. I spend a lot of my life hunched over a keyboard. I get massages from time to time to sort it out. Oh my god, I love the way you say massage. <laughs> <laughs> Who is? Oh, Jim Jeffrey's girlfriend. She says massage the way you do. And I was like, just say oh, it yeah. again. And I think she got annoyed. She's like, okay, I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> If I could leave me, I would too. <laughs> I'm stuck. So, where did you start comedy? Uh, in the UK. Okay. In yeah. So, I I grew up in the outskirts of London, so that's where my first. Well, I started my first five gigs with student gigs, and then I, everything after that was, uh, like London, and then around the UK. And then after about five or six years, I found myself over here. Yeah, how'd you get over here? Like, did you go New York route, or did you come straight to LA? No, I went the Lost Comic Standing route. Oh, it's, uh, fancy. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a very odd experience. They auditioned in London. No, uh, that was the season where they went international. That was their gimmick. Okay. I think every year they try and mix it up somewhere or another. And that that year they're going. To, they went to Sydney, uh, Montreal, and London. Okay. As well as across America. 
And I just got through from that, and then the next thing I knew I had a plane ticket and a visa. <laughs> You're all, bye bitches! Yeah, and then by the time that was done I kind of had a TV credit that was worth it, and uh, yeah, and the right to stay in America and work for a while. You're like, I'm someone. Yeah, it's, it's nice to kick somewhere where there's a lot of this voice in Britain. Right. This voice in this face. Uh, <laughs> a very average. Okay. <laughs> but here... Here I'm exactly. half a notch above average. Oh my god, how many women hit on you just because of your accent? All of them, huh? Mm -hmm. There's, I can definitely point you in the direction of a fair number of women who haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I massage a guy... He, well, I started massaging when he was a sergeant, and now he's a captain of the sheriff in um, Santa Clarita. Uh -huh. And he, one day out of nowhere, he's like, hey, do you know my wife's brother is the one who cast for Last Comic Standing? Oh, really? And I was like, and you're telling me now that it's canceled. Huh. And he's like, yeah, but if it ever comes back, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, you just didn't want me to leave you because I give a fucking fantastic massage. <laughs> okay, alright. How do you, how responsible do you think your handwork is for his promotion, his rise through the ranks? All of it, 100%. <laughs> because he would be a raging dick if he didn't, if he was in all the pain that he's in. Right. I mean, because you have to think, like, they're wearing the gun belt like around them all day long. He just had knots. Uh -huh. And I just got to play with his butt, which is a very nice butt, by the way. Very good looking man. <laughs> Hi, John. John. John knows. John knows Robert. <laughs> Robert knows he's a good looking man. John knows Robert's a good looking man, so we're good. In fact, Robert helped us get custody of my oldest son. He would call oh, really? Yeah, every time John's ex-wife would get arrested. I don't know if I can talk about this. Um, <laughs> well, huh. So glad you well, gave his first name. He'll be 19 on Sunday, so like she can't get him anymore anyway. So yeah, custody's on cancer. Yeah, yeah. And, but he would call us and be like, hey, we just arrested her. Where's Tyler? And we'd be like, oh, Tyler's at our house. And then we'd always show up at the court, and she's like, how do they know? And we're all, ha, ha. See how vertical that police officer is? <laughs> <laughs> Not hunched at all. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> See how his hips are just wiggly? Yeah, that's my wiggle I put in there. That didn't sound right. All right. <laughs> so did you want to do Last Comic Standing? Like that was, like when you saw it, were you like, yes? I, it was a very odd one because most of the Brits were really suspicious of it. Because we hadn't seen it. Uh huh. And also, Brits are generally more suspicious of TV. <laughs> we think it's still not so many shows. <laughs> yeah, but like doing stand up on TV, there's very oh, much. That's true. Britain has a real. Um, it's, it's panel. It, yeah, it's chat shows and panel shows. Uh huh. Britain has a history of panel shows. Like, in America, really, there's only been. There's only been a few that have really worked. Like, At Midnight ran for a while, and that was successful, and there was Comedy Knockout, and a few others, but mostly they don't really know what they are, and they don't really work. Right. Whereas Britain, there's so many. <laughs> but you guys and, are getting more, too, because now you have, like, Roast Battle UK. We're getting that. Yeah, I don't know what category that even counts as, but it's its own thing. But I'm talking about things like, 
like, have I got news for you that's run for 25 years? Mm, right. And never mind the Buzzcocks, and <laughs> they think it's all over. And, yeah, QI, and when I lie to you, and there's so many of them, and they're just, they are like the traditional route for British comics to mm. get on TV a lot and get into the public eye. Like, that's their version of doing like a late night set. Okay, okay. And then there's American television shows like, ha ha, this is our dick, we're swinging it around. And right, we're like, oh, it's just on it. Exactly. Yeah. This is my primetime dick. <laughs> In a slightly uncomfortable competition format. <laughs> I have to line my dick up against other dicks and see which dick America likes best. What's the best lie you had to tell? I had the lie I had to tell? Uh-huh, did you have... To be on the show? Uh-huh, did you have to say anything or are you just like, no, oh, no? No, I don't think so. I think... Like, you do know that they're selling you as a character. Uh-huh. Like, you definitely know you're there to play a role. And I did this, this was over a decade ago, so I was... Like, I was one of the kids. Like, I was definitely on there to play the role of the sort of wide-eyed, happy-to-be-there, like, young person. Right. You can put your arms to the side if you want. So... So, like, anything... Yeah, like, if I said anything dark, for example, that would never make the yeah, air, because that's not my character. Okay. So they kind of just shade you the way they want you. Yeah, and you know that going in. You know yeah. that you're there to play a role, and you're there. You're cast as much as you are. Like it's a TV show. It's not a contest in any. Or it is a contest, but not in a sort of the meaningful way. In the same, I don't know. I don't know what meaningful way means because it's not like you can really rank comedy. Right. Right. Now, who was the host when you were doing it? It was Bill Bellamy. Ah. Okay. Um, he's a very sweet guy. I haven't seen him in a while, but he's good. He's good people. Yeah. And yeah, my season was John Reap, who won it. Okay. Lavelle Crawford, Jerry D. Mm-hmm. That was great. Uh, Doug Benson, Jeannie uh, <laughs> Gashere, Dante, uh, Deborah DiGiovanni. I love her. Ralph Harris Jr. and. And then I don't know if you know Amy Schumer, but she's she was alright. She was <laughs> she was in it. Is it weird though that you watched it and you're like, oh, I know all well, I don't know now. All of these people, you're like, oh shit, I didn't even realize they were in it. Oh, in uh, in the show. Uh huh. Even like past seasons, when you're watching it, and you're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, I I have Is a that Kathleen Madigan. Yeah. <laughs> she was a judge on my season. Oh, so cool. She was. Yeah, she's great. Who are your other judges? Alonzo Bowden and Aww. Ant. <laughs> and Ant. That's it. Very cool. So, Who did you hang out with? On the show? Yeah. Uh, I hung out with John quite a lot. I hung out with Amy quite a bit uh, in the early days as well. Because we were the two kids, basically, on the show. Mm. Um, we were like, everyone else had a decade or two decades experience in our finals and right um like we were both like the sort of 20 somethings with very few years uh but i, I kind of got i got along pretty well with everyone in my in that final 10. it was a good group how long does it go on for like from the start to the finish like with all of the taping oh well they did the semi-finals separately so that was like in may Okay. So they flew me out and they did that and then I made the finals and then they flew me back out again in July and then that whole thing, I can't remember, it went for a few weeks 
It was a very odd experience. Did you have to keep things quiet? Like, oh, don't tell anybody who's winning, or...? I think I ha yeah, I did have to at one point, although everyone knows. Right. Like, it's not like... It's the worst kept secret. Like, ten I think there are some of those shows where, like, people have... I don't know if I had to sign anything saying I'd have to keep it. I think it was, it was generally understood that you're not meant to put stuff on social media, but also social media wasn't a thing in the same way. That's true, right. But people know, because there are people in the audience and they're watching you do your sets, and then there are all the managers and everyone's leaking information. Right, right. Like everyone knows what's going on, in the industry at least. I will say, when I was like 13, I watched a beauty pageant for the first time. I don't fucking know why, but I just sat there and watched the whole thing. And they went to commercial break, and they were going to crown the winner, and the news clipping showed the chick being crowned. <laughs> and I was all, are you fucking kidding me right now? And sure enough, they, and I was like, okay, maybe that was like last year. And I watched it, and I was like, holy shit, they ruined the whole thing. I was like, no. Also, why is the winner of a beauty pageant the news? Right? Because <laughs> it's America. What news? <laughs> I was all, and I've never watched it. I don't even know why I watched it, but I watched the whole, like, I invested in it, and then they ruined it, and I was like, you fuckers. Sarajevo may never recover. <laughs> and another news, the winner of the beauty pageant is... <laughs> we just bombed. <laughs> Healthcare's down, and today, blah, 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 won. No. I thought you were going to say that it set you off on a, on a career of beauty pageanting. <laughs> yeah, no. That's when I knew. That's when I knew I was going to fucking do and it. And then you just stand up as your special skill and then you started to realize that that's what you wanted to pursue. <laughs> <laughs> what about these bikinis? Yeah. <laughs> What's with all this airline food? <laughs> like, she's funny. So I'm not done stand up as this? God, that would be... That'd be amazing. I don't think they do it purposely. Like, it's, it's so... Like, on, on shows like America's Got Talent, when there's a stand-up on, it's always so weird when they start their act. Uh-huh. Like, they come out and they talk to the judges, and then they start their... And it, it just really hammers home how artificial and weird it is what we're doing. That is so true. Because they have to somehow... Because it, it's one thing, like, starting, walking on stage as a stand-up and launching straight into your set. Right. But when you have to have a conversation like a normal human and then start doing this abnormal anti-human thing. But you, don't they, I don't know, now I'm going to have to check it out. I think they edit it where... Well, they do edit it a bit, but then the, normally there's a bit where the uh -huh. one just goes like, all right, well, let's see what you can do. That's true. And then they have to like hold the microphone close to their face suddenly and go into, I'm going to be a comedian now. And it's... <laughs> How are you guys tonight? Hello, Pittsburgh! Exactly. It's so weird. You're right. But then there's like the weird, weird comedian. Like that one guy that came out with duct tape on his mouth. Oh, tape face. Yeah. I didn't know that guy. Yeah, and he was like, the f I didn't see it, but I had a bunch of patients come in and they're like, did you see the guy with duct tape? And I was like, no. I don't have time to watch TV because I have to rub your naked asses all the time, but no. <laughs> you don't have like a little TV set up above the table. Oh god. Yeah. I've had men ask, they're like, hey, can we just install the TV under here and I can watch it? I'm like, no, you're supposed to be relaxing and talking to me because it's my time. You're naked, you can't go anywhere. I'm gonna practice my bits on you now. 
<laughs> and if you don't laugh, I'm going to stick an elbow in your asshole. So, um, there's that. When you say in. Yeah, all the way in. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's why my elbows are so soft. Oh, from the lotion? Not from sticking it in people's assholes. That's just. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> now, do you go back home a lot? I will go once or twice a year normally. Okay. I normally go back in the summer for some shows, and then I'll go back around the holidays. Okay. And maybe do some shows, but probably just... The holidays. Yeah. I have a fake sister that lives in London. I hope she's real. I met her online, and we just became friends. I send her, anytime I write a book, I'll sign one and send it to her. And she's really nice, and she's like, I have a guest room, come visit me, we'll have fun. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if you're real or not. <laughs> have, you, have you never like Skyped or FaceTime? We have like, Every um, New Year's, like she goes to bars and then I come here. <laughs> we get rid of my kids. My parents take my kids for a week. And we've done the last three, four New Year's here at the comedy store. Uh -huh. And so she'll send me a, you know, Happy New Year's Joy. And she'll make the whole bar take a shot with her. And then, like, Great. I'll take a shot and be like, And did she do it in front of that day's newspaper just so you know it's legit? Yeah. <laughs> Well, she's done it for a couple of years now. I think she's legit. All right. And my husband's like, just go. I'm like, you want me to be murdered and not by you. I understand. I'm like, but you realize if I get murdered, you have to raise all three kids. So how old are they now? Uh, 19 on Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, I think just found out he rolled a car today. So that was fun. Rolled it. Yeah. Well, Good his luck. friend rolled it. He was in it. Good luck. Um, I guess he's okay. He told me he was fine. <laughs> All I got was a, hey, I'm fine, and then a picture of a car in a ravine. And I was like, oh, okay. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Maybe that was his way of telling you he found a cool car in a ravine. <laughs> no, and then he called me, or then he texted me, and he's like, tow truck's here, finally. And I was like, all right. But I flipped a car at 19, too, so, and he's very competitive. So I found a picture of the car I flipped and I sent it to him and I was like, hey, is mine worse or is yours worse? And he's like, mine's worse. Like, it was bad. And I'm like, because he's so competitive. Also, he beat you by a few days. Of course. He's like, look at me. I'm not even 19 yet. Nope, not 18 in 363 days. So I guess he'll be 19 on Sunday if he stops being stupid and getting in cars with his friends. And then 13 and 8. Oh, okay. So all boys. So those two do need to be looked after. Yeah. Well, I guess the one that's turning cars over also probably needs to be looked after. Yeah, no shit. He's the one I'm worried about the most. The eight-year-old's mature. The eight-year-old wants to be a comic, so I take him to open mics during spring break. Those summer. are two very contradictory senses. Yes. That's so true. <laughs> and then the 13-year-old is a super nerd and plays Magic of the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. So that's that. So he is going to become a comic. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's going to be like, the only teddy I'm going to see is on a Dungeons and Dragons card. Oh, no, no, they're all fucking at their conventions. You think? Oh, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, oh, no, they're... They I, go off to their little conventions and then it's suddenly like... That kind of makes sense, damn it, you're right. It's just a massive dice and limbs. Oh, you're right. 
don't know if you've ever seen like a knot of snakes when they all get together. It's <laughs> like that, but with boards in the middle. And dice. And costumes. Uh, oh my god, he's gonna be a furry. <sighs> it's really hard when you realize your kids are gonna have sex. You don't have kids, do you? I don't. Don't. Don't have them. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> they kind of... Either you're gonna have to give up your dreams or you're gonna mm -hmm. not have kids. It's like one of the other. But again, the good thing is we've established your middle kid's gonna have like really creative weird sex. So just think about that. <laughs> Thank just you. Just keep that in your head. That's fantastic. And I know the oldest is having sex because um, Don Barris found that one out for me, so... Oh, he's having sex with Don Barris? <laughs> he, Don Barris called him during the Ding Dong show and was like, hey, we want to know if you're having sex. Your mom and dad would be so proud of you. And he's like, so are you having sex? And he goes, I don't know. And the whole audience was like, oh my God, he's fucking. And I was like, ah. That's great. No. And then every time Don sees me, he's like, hey, you know what your kid's doing right now? And I was like, please stop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> please. Yeah, so the eight-year-old is my only hope right now. To be asexual? Yes. Or gay. Oh my god, I want him to be gay so bad. You know gay people have sex as well. I know, but then it's the closest I'm ever going to have to a girl. Right. So, oh, and then we could go shopping. Oh my god. Not that I know how to shop or do my hair or makeup. I mean, the universe was right when they gave me boys. I wouldn't know what the hell to do with a girl. I'd be like, here, give me a popsicle. I'll show you how to give a blowjob. Like, <laughs> That's how mom got around in college, so... <laughs> but now look at her two jobs. <laughs> right? Just be like, my mom taught me. Like, <laughs> So how was your childhood? Do you have any brothers, sisters? Three younger sisters. Ooh! But two of them are a lot younger than me. Okay. Like our parents had two and then took like a decade off and then had another two. Oh my god, my sister-in-law did that. It she had one at 16, one at 18, and then one at 28, and one at 30. I was like, we were done! Yeah. Well, particularly because she started young. She would have been just home free by yeah. age. Yeah. And still young, and still can go out and drink. No, she decided to have more. I'm like, oh, you're dumb. Like, why? So do you get along with your sister? I do, yeah. Uh, like, it's... The one who's close to me in age, we took a... We were different people growing up. Like, we get on really well now. But we definitely, like, live different lives as kids. And then the other two... Like, I've kind of got to know them as real people in the last... Maybe five, ten years. Okay. Because when I was... I, like... I went off to college when they were still, like... Real kids. Like, really young. So how are they now? But now they're like, yeah, they're both proper people with like cool lives and stuff. One of them's married. They're, they're great. No, oh, that's cool. I always tell my kids, I'm like, I'm going to die. So you guys better get along because that's all you're going to have. Because <laughs> I'm a really good mom. Yeah. Like the best. And then you put like a sort of, like an egg timer. Yeah. <laughs> like a final grain of sand leaves this top cone. And then I'm like, and whichever one of you is going to be gay will be my favorite. And they're like, yeah, mom, we know. I'm like, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, come on. 
it's so bad that they're like, Mom, we know. I'm like, I'll love you, but I'll love the gay one the most. <laughs> so just, just remember that. <laughs> they're like, fuck, our mom's crazy. Now do your sisters get all excited because they're like, oh my god, my brother's been on TV. Uh, to an extent, but they're also like good at being critics. Ah. Uh, like my first late night set, it was one of my younger sisters who was like, because you don't have a microphone for it, and she was like, you didn't move your arms at all and it looked weird. <laughs> so they're good for that kind of thing. Okay. Now, were your parents really supportive? Like, how did you... Yeah, they kind of... Well, they were very... But they were bemused at first. And then I won this new act competition in London, and there was a write-up in, like, the London Evening Standard. And that was the point that, like, my mum ran off a bunch of photocopies to hand out to people. I don't know how... Like, she ran out of photocopies, so... Oh my god, I love it! So, yeah, they were into it after that. Now, what did you do in college? What did you... Mathematics. Oh, shit. Yep. Did you get your degree? I did. I, I scraped through it. Good for you. I'd already started doing stand-up on my third year. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, scraped through degree. Have never used it since, but it's nice to have. Okay, it's nice to say. It's a nice piece of paper that's somewhere in my parents' place. <laughs> See, I didn't get the degree. I dropped out. What was your degree in? I was going for physical therapy. Okay. Yeah, but I met a guy online and moved to Texas and dropped out and then went back to school in Texas and then moved back to California and then started going to school in California and then got pregnant. I was like, fuck. And then by the time I started going back, they changed it where physical therapy was no longer a master's degree. It was a PhD. What? Yeah. And I was like, ah, nah. Yeah. It's a doctor in Holy physical therapy shit. now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. If I would have stayed in, I could have been grandfathered into the master's program, but no, my dumbass didn't, so... And you can't, like, you couldn't claim that you never fully left or whatever, you saw credits? No, because I kept jumping schools, and they are like, no, this chick doesn't know what she wants. So, I get it, and I'm kind of glad, because I had this image in my mind that I was going to help somebody walk again. Like, I was going to see their second first step. And I was just uh -huh. gonna be this fucking hero. And then I was like, oh, you just put them on machines and have your physical therapy assistant do shit. Okay, like. And you also, you're a comic. You can watch people try and walk again every night. That's true. <laughs> Especially after that two drink minimum. That they I am around in the comedy store patio, and there are plenty of people that you can help to take their steps. God, that is so <laughs> true. Demoralized comics. Yeah, or just. Drunk punters. There was a lady one night, they were like, it was just male security guards here, and they are like, hey Joy, can you go in the bathroom and check to see if this chick's alive? And I was like, ha ha, this is my calling. Yeah. <laughs> so I went in, and I was like, hey hun, are you alive? And she started vomiting, and I'm like, she's alive, she's good. <laughs> the people can't do that. Oh yeah. So many vomits in here. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Or the guys that just get stronger after every beer. And they're like, oh, I'm going to kill something. And you're like, no, you're not. Yeah. What did that comic say? Yeah. It was a joke about toast. I don't know what you have. I'm going to fucking punch. I fucking love toast, man. And I hate you. <laughs> My mom used to make me 
toast. Yeah. What the fuck? My mom's dead. <laughs> I don't think this has anything to do with me. <laughs> Have you had any good stories? Like any good heckler stories? Oh, I've uh, I, I managed to anger the local gangsters at some football club in on the outskirts of London. <laughs> and by football, you mean soccer? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Had to be uh. Had to be smuggled out the back door by a guy with almost no teeth. <laughs> in his mouth? Did he put you in his mouth? Yeah, he was like, he, was like, he just held me like a... <laughs> like a pelican? Yeah. <laughs> like I was a lion cub, just by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> Drops me safely in my car. No, he was like, walks me out. Like, they won't go through me. They won't go through me. <laughs> Stay close. You're like, just let me in your jacket. Yeah. I'll fit. <laughs> How did you do it? Did it was it like purposely or did no? They were just. It was one of those. It was. They was at the bar in this venue, but they just gone to have a drink. Okay. And I guess no one would tell them not to, and they were having a conversation at the bar that was too loud, and I guess it was a situation where, no, they the people running the venue knew who they were, so they just let them in. Uh huh. But no one thought to tell me to just sort of, hey, just let these guys talk, because... <laughs> Otherwise you're going to... They're kind of assholes. You're going to be lion cubbed out of the club. <laughs> they are the local gang leaders. <laughs> so I've had that. I've had... I had a mother and daughter combo at a club who were so drunk that... The police had to be called to get them out, but they didn't realize it was the police. <laughs> so they called the police to report that someone was assaulting them as the police were tracking them out. Okay, first of all, where was that? That was at a bar in Islington where I... I it was the second time I played there. The first time I played there was my first non-student gig, like my first ever proper gig. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then this was my second visit to this bar. It's called the Purple Turtle in Islington. Oh. Okay, first of all, you're probably my favorite now because I have asked that question and everybody's like, no, there have just been some pretty cool people, like nothing really big. And I'm like, fuck you, I know you have stories. Oh no, there's always been drug messes, that's just a couple of them. But also, had... also, I found that UK audiences are much bigger hecklers. Oh yeah, I've had a... Uh... <laughs> I've had like over 3,000 people scream abuse at me. <laughs> just the word abuse? No. Abuse, sir. Abuse. <laughs> Dear sir, abuse. Because that would be fantastic. I must in the strongest possible terms get... <laughs> abuse. That should be the name of your next album. Yeah. Abuse. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had, I've had over 3,000 people hate me. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my family reunion, okay. right? Um, let's see. Oh yeah, like a, I've had horrendous Christmas parties. Oh shit. <laughs> Britain really goes all out for Christmas. I've seen Bridget uh, Jones, I got it. Right, but then comedy shows at Christmas are just drunk office parties. Oh my. It was one that I was hosting and in the break, we have breaks in British comedy shows. It was like a guy dancing shirtless on the balcony. Bert Kreischer? Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. But it was a headliner, <laughs> and it was a great show. It was, it was, a, no, it was like, yeah. and you know, like I don't know whether to start the second half before this guy stops dancing with his shirt off, or just sort of starts and 
hope that at some point he settles down. <laughs> You're all, should we tell the intermission act to calm down now? Yeah. <laughs> Put his shirt on. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, where do you prefer doing comedy? Here or over there? Now I prefer it here. Okay. Because I, I, I've just got more to talk about, and I've been here for so long. I find it harder when I go back home. Like, do you like the challenge, though? You're like, I okay. do, yeah, you know what? It, and it takes me sort of a few gigs to get my legs back. Okay. And once I do, I do enjoy that. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's trickier because... The rhythm's slightly different, and I've not been in it for a while, so I've got to relearn the slightly different pacing to a British comedy show, but then also my references are all off. I can't talk about <laughs> being a Brit. <laughs> right? That's weird. All these guys looking just like you are. Yeah. Why is he talking about our lives? Jokes I have about American politics are just irrelevant. <laughs> It's already some irrelevant because there is some crossover, but you know, it's not. Right. Um, and right now you're going through the process of getting your green card? Yeah, I'm doing all that. I, I've been doing, I've been sort of doing visas one after another for too long. Okay. Mm. All right. And it's just, it's a pain. It's, uh, you, you don't make it easy. <laughs> it's not me. And, yeah, and it, it, it does make you realize, like, I don't know how anyone, because as far as immigrants go, I could not be more privileged. I, I'm, I'm a white guy from an English-speaking country that is coming in on an entertainment visa with a bunch of, like, TV credits and stuff. Like, like I couldn't be in a better position to try and do all this stuff, and it's still a ludicrously expensive series of bureaucratic hurdles. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know how I'm going to say it. It's, really, it's absurd. No, I get it. I might just try and jump a wall and run for it. <laughs> Freedom! Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a miserable process. Aw, but you're but doing it. Wait, you have to do it in reverse when you, fly, when you run off to London. Right. To meet your sweetheart. My UK sister, who's probably a 50-year-old man. No, I'm kidding, she's not. She's gotta be real. I've seen too many videos. <laughs> it would be hard to fake that. Yeah, but I do have... Either she's real or she really deserves credit for one of the most impressive long-term catfishing projects. That's true. I have a friend in Scotland who I call Scotland because I don't know his real name because he will not divulge it. He's promised me he's not famous. But one day he emailed me because he's like, hey, you have a typo on your website. And I was like, oh, thank it was right before I published my first book. So I was very naive. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And then we just started emailing each other back and forth. And for a while, my husband was like, hey, um, really uncomfortable with this. And my husband does not get jealous. I mean, I would naked people all day long. But he's like, ah, I'm not a fan of this. So I made him read one of the emails, I, and my husband's like, okay, he's not hitting on you. I'm like, no, we're just friends. <laughs> but he likes to, I know all about his shopping, like how he goes to, I know it takes 10 minutes for the bus to get you to town, but if you miss the bus, it takes 20 minutes to walk to town. <laughs> 
I know how many bins he owns. He listens to. Oh the... yeah, he's not hitting on you. No, I. And... Oh, he's really bad at hitting on people. <laughs> I don't think so. And he listens to this podcast every week that I put it out. So hi, Scotland, love you. <laughs> but yeah, so I've met him, but he will not tell me anything. He won't tell me his real name. I just know his initials. Um, he sent me a picture once and he said he was in it and it was just like in Washington DC like all these people on this very touristy step so he's like I'm in there somewhere <laughs> okay <laughs> he's very very secretive so apparently yeah how are these back belts doing they're they're there mm -hmm. I Let's tried I tried my best <laughs> I do need to, my posture is so bad, like I have to lean over. Yeah, you can tell you're a hunter. They have these posture correctors. Are they any good? Um, my doctor, because I work at a chiropractor's office, like I'm legit. Um, I've been there 12 years without a raise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he says, yeah, they are, I mean, they don't pull you back, but they do remind you uh -huh. to like, oh, okay, boobs out, so. I'm not sure I trust chiropractors. No, I I love my chiropractor. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of people like you. Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of patients that I have that are like, I just want to see you. I don't want to see him. Yeah, I, I think there's I've read too many stories about chiropractic leading to permanent injuries and but, serious stuff. I don't know. I love everybody who sees him loves him, but mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I always tell people it's just kind of like a diet. If you find something that works for you and something you're comfortable with, stick with it no matter what anybody else says. Because even if a placebo works for you, it's still working for you. So just kind of uh -huh. do what you want, honestly. That's my take on it. But yeah, your back was super knotted. And I tried my best. And it's, uh, I think it's, uh, no matter how good you are, it's more than one... Yeah. How often do you have guests back on the same podcast? Like once a week? I have not had a return guest yet, but I am willing to have one. Like a regular co-host? Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, so. You know what though? I do have a couple people who don't, who want to do the podcast, but they don't want a massage. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm trying, like Dom Herrera, he's like, I'll do it, but I don't want you to touch me. And I'm like, all right. And so, all right. Eleanor Kerrigan, same thing. And I was like, well, I'll figure fucking something out because I want you on my podcast. So, so if you're just like, have you, you could do an episode where you happen to be massaging someone else and interviewing. Yep. And we could just Today go Today I'm on. talking to Don Herrera while I massage my cushion. <laughs> It'll be perfect. Now, my favorite thing to end with before I ask you for all of your like social media stuff. Uh -huh. Do you have a story? that you, like non-comic story, but it's still like the story anytime you get with friends or you get with family and you're like, oh my God, do you remember that one time? And it's one of the funniest stories that just sticks with you. Oh God, I don't know. That's a real ask. <laughs> it's amazing when somebody can think of something though. It really is, but I don't know if my brain's gonna cut, <laughs> I don't know if my brain's gonna go there that I, cause everything I, when you sit taking on stand-up, any of those stories end up just finding their way into stand-up. That's true. Like I... Any of that stuff just gets mined. Yeah, okay. 
Fair enough. Sorry, you know, your shitty answer to that. No, you gave me a heckler story, so uh, you're still one of my favorites. All right. All right. Do you want to plug anything? Social media, anything like that? I guess. Yeah, I'm Matt Kirshen on all the things, and then probably science is my podcast. Ooh, well, what's your podcast about? We go through the week in science news with comics. How did I not know about this? I don't know. Holy shit! Okay, I know what I'm checking out now because I'm a huge nerd. Oh, oh nice. Love and it. also, we make them do Pilates at the same time. Oh my god. That's a lie. Oh, damn. <laughs> See how gullible I am? I'm like, oh my god. See, that's why Scotland's got me. Yeah. Fuck, he's gonna listen to that. <laughs> it's alright. Alright. How do you feel? I think I feel good. I went no fully till I sit up, but okay. I feel more pummeled and stretched than I did it. However many minutes ago you started. But take your time. Get up slowly. I tell you, I do feel pretty good though. You good. really kind of. I like that you weren't like you were. You're really firm with massage, but you don't like dig in. No, you're you were like one of those people who goes in like thumb first just to hurt you. I would have, but you're so tight, it wouldn't have helped. Oh really? Yeah, it would have. You would have just went on the defense and like tried to just your, all your muscles would have just tightened up. Oh, so that's interesting. You honestly, you can tell your body doesn't trust. <laughs> this sounds so massage therapy, energetic, stupid stuff. But once like you get a massage from enough people or the same person, your body will get to know their technique almost and it'll start relaxing more. And the deeper you can go and the more you can get done. Oh yeah, because I've had that before with the therapist is like relax. I'm like, I think I am, and they're like, you're not, absolutely. No, and that's just you. And honestly, you're gonna feel the effects of this massage in like two hours. Because your body's gonna be like, okay, she's gone. And then it's just gonna be like, whoo. Now I can relax. Yeah. Cause right now it's still kinda on the defense, because I did go a little firm on you. Uh-huh. But so right now it's just like, oh my god, this hurts. But after like a couple hours, it's gonna be like, oh, okay, I feel better. All right, that was my episode with Matt Kirshen. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, please, like I said, like, click, subscribe, especially on YouTube. That'd be super awesome. And you can always email me at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. Bye-bye.